0: The following is a message from the pulpit of Parkside Baptist Church in Mesquite, Texas, led by Pastor Mike Wells. Now, Take your Bible, please, and go back, if you will. We're in Psalm 23 and in verse 4. Psalm 23 and in verse 4. Notice, if you will, please, this verse as we look at it together. The Bible says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff they comfort me I'd like to speak this morning on what God expects of you in your valley. What God expects of you in your valley. I could not think of a greater text to be able for us to study this morning and to be able to be encouraged from this morning than the book of Job chapter 1. So if you'll turn there please, the book of Job chapter 1 please. And we'll stay in the book of Job uh, for the rest of the message. Uh, Job chapter 1 in verse 21. Job 1 and 21, Uh, Job has received all the bad news. Uh, All the bad news has been brought to him. He's received the bad news, if you will, about the Sabaeans that have uh, come and stolen the oxen and the donkeys and killed the servants that was with them. He received the bad news about the fire from heaven that burned up the sheep and also killed those servants that was with them. He received the bad news about the Chaldeans, uh, how they came and they took Job's camels and killed the servants that was with them with them and then he received the bad news how his children was gathered at the oldest son's house and all of a sudden there came a mighty wind that collapsed the roof as they were eating and drinking and killed all of his children now if you had all that happened to you in a short amount of time I wonder what your response would be if you lost all that you had I wonder what your response would be. He lost his family. He lost his finances. He lost his fitness. He lost his friends. Uh, Yet we find that Job speaks out about these matters. And the Bible says as recorded in Job 1 and 21, the Bible says and this is Job speaking and said naked came I out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord taketh away. Watch the statement, please. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now watch the next verse in Job chapter 1, verse 22. The Bible says, In all this Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Now here's a man that has gone through devastation. Here's a man that has gone through a great time of personal death tribulation. Here's a man that has gone through an agonizing time as he lost everything that is described just a few moments ago, but yet Job looks out and he makes the statement, blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be his name. And yet in all these trials that Job has just gone through, the Bible says that he charged not God, foolishly somebody said this uh, trouble affects people differently troubles is like hot water it sours milk but it also sweetens apples and so when you go through different types of troubles in your life depending on how you allow God to help you will be the end result The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, the Bible says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 10, the Bible says, And I've seen the travail, it says, which God hath given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. So, why does travail come? Travail does not come so that we throw up the white towel or hoist, if you would please, the white flag and say, I surrender, I'm defeated, I might as well give up, I might as well quit, I might as well go uh, the direction of all other sinners that know not God. No, travail comes to exercise ourself in it. There are things that you will learn during your times of travail that you'll learn no other way. There are things that you'll learn during your times of depression or distress or that which is temptations that come you uh, to you that you'll learn no other way. And by the way, everybody in this room will face problems. There's not a person in this room that will escape it. But what is my responsibility? What is your responsibility? When we go through trials, when we go through uh, temptuous times, when we go through difficult times, what does God expect of me? What does God expect of you? As we study our Bibles, we see several things that God expects of us that we must be during times of travail, during times of trouble, during times of difficulty. Let me point them out to you this morning. Statement number one, uh, we must be uh, a a devotion. Uh, We need to have a devotion uh, to God a devotion to God. Now, here's what the Bible says. Over in Job chapter 1, and verse 20, the Bible says, And Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head, and he fell, it says, upon the ground and worshipped. Now, wait a minute. Uh, people, when they go through trials, oftentimes, more than not, they get frustrated. Sometimes people will curse the very name of God. But as you and I that are saved people, we ought to decide that we're going to have a devotion to to God uh, when we go through tumultuous times here's what Job did the Bible says that Job fell down to the ground uh, he fell upon the ground and he worshipped God he shaved his head he rent his clothes it shows that it was a time of mourning a time of devastation but can I tell you he didn't stay down right. it's one thing to go down it's another thing to stay down uh, you have a God this morning that can help you to overcome any problem that you got any temptation that comes your way any type of uh, a difficulty that comes your way can I tell you something that God is greater than your difficulty uh, Job chapter 13 and verse 15 the Bible says though he slay me now he knew uh, what was happening but he said this, he said "Yo, lo he slaved me, I will trust in him, I will uh, it says I will maintain mine own ways before him. He said this is not going to trip me up. Now why? Because the same God that loved me before the problem is the same God that loves me while I'm in the problem is the same God that will love me after the problem is done and gone. See God does not change, his attributes does not change but what changes is how we are in the midst of the trial So when trials come, uh, you can mark it down. God's not going to change. When the the temptations come, when the uh, uh, the difficult times come, oh, He's the Lord thy God. The Bible says, and He changeth not. So He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so God is not going to change. God still loves you. God still cares about you. God will still be close to you. But our Bible says to draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you if you. You don't take the steps in drawing nigh to God. Oh, we have not because we ask not. If you decide you're not going to ask God, how is it that God can answer prayer? How is it that God can meet your need? How is it that God can become close to you? He cannot, He will not, unless you decide you become that devoted Christian, don't run from God in your trouble. Amen. Trouble will always come. Trouble will always be there. Man is born into trouble. You live in times of trouble. You die in times of trouble. So why not trust God in the midst of your difficulty? Uh, here's what we see. Uh, Job demonstrated what it was like to be a devoted believer. Uh, you take the, uh, the vine, if you will, please, that hugs the tree. Uh, mammoth, a gigantic oak tree. And all of a sudden, that vine that hugs that tree. When the storms come, the vine doesn't let loose. Uh, because it hugs that which is greater than itself. Little bitty vine. But it's hugging that which is greater than itself. It makes it through every storm. It's able to make it through every difficulty. Oh, would to God this morning that Christians would learn from the vine. As we hug our Savior, as we hug our Master, as we hug our God, uh, uh, do you understand that as you get close to God during the difficult times that uh, you can make it through every single storm of your life. But here's what I find. what I find is uh, people all of a sudden they get uh, discouraged and they take their eyes off God and they walk around uh, sucking on lemons and looking like uh, uh, they got a pruned face simply because things are not going their way well can I tell you when things are not going your way it's not time to drop out of church it's not time to throw your Bible down it's not time to get mad at God it's not time to stop praying it is time to decide that you'll get close to God and let God help you through your problems it's not God's fault most of the time that you find yourself in difficult times without his help no you can find yourself in difficult times with God's help so what should we do what should we do when we're in our valley there needs to be a devotion to God Uh, Isaiah chapter 51 and verse 1 the Bible says hearken to me ye that follow after righteousness uh, ye that seek the lord uh, look unto the rock uh, whence ye are hewed the bible says to the hole of the pit whence ye are digged all right so when you go through difficult times what do you do those of us that are saved we're supposed to seek the lord that's what that verse says seek the lord so there has to be a time when you go through your valleys a a devotion to god statement number two a dependence upon god so not just a devotion to god but a dependence upon god we're in our bibles look at job chapter 1 verse 21 the bible says and he said naked came i out of my mother's womb and naked shall i return thither the lord gave and the lord taketh away blessed be the name of the lord now watch it again we read these as our text verse verse 22 in all this job sinned not nor charged god foolishly so here's what we understand we understand that there was a dependence upon god what does that mean that means that job did not depend upon himself somebody said i'm having a difficult time I just don't think I can make it through. I said if you keep relying on yourself, you never will make it through God did not create you to rely on yourself God did not create you to depend upon yourself God created you to rely on him God created you to come to him When challenges come, uh, we ought to cry out to God. But we ought not to wait until challenges come in order to cry out to God. You ought to be uh, crying out to God every waking day of your life. Now I'm saying that there's a dependence upon God. When you're going through the valley, uh, how is it that you're supposed to act? How is it that you're supposed to react? Uh, there needs to be a devotion to God. There needs to be a dependence upon God. Never one time do you see that Job opened his mouth and charged God foolishly. Never one time. You know, the book of John, chapter 15 and verse 5, the Bible says, I am the vine, you are the other branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. He says, for without me, ye can do nothing. It would be good for us, being children of God, that we would learn that we have to have a complete, holy dependence upon God. Depend upon him when you get up in the morning. As you live your afternoon, as you go to the evening time, as you go to bed when you get up in the morning all over again there needs to be a dependence upon God Uh, somebody said this somebody says I spend most of my time worrying about things that's not worth worrying over Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 it says be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request that's plural let your request be made known unto God now here's what happens Uh, Philippians chapter 4 verse 7 and the peace of God the peace of God oh I'm having a difficult time you don't have to have a difficult time because if you will simply give your cares and your difficulties to God God says that he'll help you by giving you the peace of God and the peace of God which passeth all understanding man cannot explain it but God can give it Why is it that some people go to the dentist and yet they pray and once they pray and they give it to the Lord, once they pray and they give it to the Lord, God gives them a peace. Why is it that some people get into a car accident and uh, as they get into a car accident, some of them get out and they uh, nervously run around and call everybody under the heavens and uh, try to get help and somebody to console with them and help them and encourage them, but other people just are peacefully handling the situation. You know, when you give things to God, oh, why is it some people stress out and other people do not stress out? I submit to you this morning, it depends on who they're looking at. It depends on who they're snuggling up close to. I was raised on a 180-acre farm in Millers, Maryland. I was scared of the dark. The bedrooms was on the secondary floor. We had no heat on the secondary floor. It was an old farmhouse. They had a wood stove on the primary floor. They put wood in there and they do their cooking and whatnot. Miller's, Maryland. I was raised there for the first six years of my life and I was scared of the dark. My grandfather was still alive during those days and he had this big bed. I don't know why. Maybe when I get to heaven, I wasn't old enough to ask the question. I'm not really sure. My grandmother slept in one room. And he slept in the other room. I don't know if they fussed and fought a lot. I don't know. I don't know if he rolled a lot and kicked her out so many times she just decided to move into the other room. I had no idea why they did that. But I know this. I, my cot was in Grandpa's room. I know that. And so when it came time for me to uh, go to bed, uh, they would put me in the cot. But when they would put me in the cot, they would cover me up with all... At wintertime, they'd cover me up with all these heavy, heavy cotton blankets I mean I'm talking about uh, quilts on quilts on quilts and we had no heat on the secondary floor and even though I was safe and he tucked me in I couldn't get out I mean it says you're a mummy you know I couldn't get out but uh, oh I begin to whimper a little bit as a little boy and I said grandpa I'm scared I'm scared and you know what he would do he'd get me to come over and get in that big bed with him well that didn't help me any because I couldn't see him it's dark So I'd ask my granddaddy, I'd say, now, uh, I I, I called him Paul. I said, Paul, I said, are you looking at me? Are you looking at me? He said, Mike, I'm looking at you. It'll be okay. Uh, Wouldn't it be good if we felt that way about our Savior looking at us? Wouldn't it be good if we said, I I just know it's going to be okay because after all, in the Bible, he said that there's not uh, one bird that falls from the nest that he does not know about. I mean, after all, in the Bible, it says that he knows every hair that's on your head. Why should we doubt such an awesome God? Amen. See, we understand this. We understand that we're going to go through tumultuous times. We're going to go through times, if you would, please, of trials and problems in our life. What's God expect of you? When you go through the trial, what does God say? Here's what I expect you to do. What does God expect of me? He suspects, he expects us to have a devotion to him. So to be devoted to God, a dependence upon God. The Bible says, listen to it as I read these verses over uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17, Paul now has gone through a trialy time in his life when everything has come against him, his own countrymen has turned against him, he's been uh, uh, beaten, he has been left, uh, he's almost drowned in the sea, and here's what Paul said, we use Job as an Old Testament example, Paul is a New Testament example, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17, as Paul looks back over all. All those problems, all those trials, all those difficulties, and says this as a testimony. He said, "For our light affliction, Second Corinthians four and seventeen, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory." He said, "It's nothing," but yet uh, here we got an example of an Old Testament believer and a New Testament believer, and they go through all these trials and they say it's nothing. Uh, The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Paul, going through all these problems, he said, that's nothing. That's just a light affliction. You know why? Because they're not looking at the problem. They're looking at the person that can solve the problem who is God. I'm saying this this morning, I'm saying that uh, there needs to be that time of devotion. A preacher was walking along, and he's walking beside a cathedral, and he had gone through a very difficult time, and he was depressed, and uh, it seemed like it just wasn't worth it. He's tried to live for God all the days of his life, and there was a tragic fire in his house, and his wife was burned, his children were burned, and they all died. And he began to doubt God, and he's walking past a cathedral, and he's He's the stone cutter. The stone cutter was chipping away at this large stone and uh, he was just trying to uh, get just a little bit of a stone carved, just cut, just perfect. And uh, he watched him, the preacher did for a long time and he walked up to the stone cutter and he said, why are you trying to cut that stone all the way down uh, and you're trying to get this thing so precise? He said, look up there. Look way up there. Look up there in the top of the cathedral and you'll see Uh, That there's some light shining through that should not be shining through. I've already climbed up there I've already measured it. I know uh, the dimensions of the little bitty part of the stone that needs to be cut and how it needs to be cut And if I cut it just right, it's going to fit right in Did you know uh, god used that to encourage the preacher? Why am I going through my trials? Why am I going through my problems? Well, god's working on me uh, he's preparing me for that heavenly journey, if you will, please. He's preparing me to be more like Christ uh, so that it looks like to other people I fit right in. You know, people are watching you as you go through your trials. Here's what they're saying. They watch you as they go through their trials. Here's what they say. Oh, that's how a Christian's supposed to behave. Sure. Oh, I got it. Uh, you mean a, a christian's supposed to be faithful to church even though he goes through problems? Oh, I got it That's how a christian's supposed to behave You mean a christian prays when uh, it seems like trouble comes their way. Oh, I got it That's how a christian's supposed to behave You know, there's a lost and dying world out there. All they need my dear friend is somebody to show them real christianity statement number one how do you uh, be able to go through the trials what is it that God expects of you a devotion to God statement number two a dependence upon God statement number three a diligence before God notice your Bible please Job chapter 2 verses 8 through 10 the Bible says and he took it says him it says the pot shear and scraped himself the ashes. And he said, uh, uh, and then said uh, his wife unto him, does thou retain thy integrity? Curse God and die. Watch this, Job in uh, chapter 2 and verse 10. And he said unto her, thou speakest as a foolish woman speaketh. Now what was he doing? Uh, He was down. Come on now. It's a time of mourning. It's a time where he doesn't understand What's going on? So he takes that time, he sits down, he gets the broken clay, he is scraping off the boils of his body, he has shaved his head, but he doesn't stay there. Oh, I think it's perfectly understandable when you go through a difficult time that you get down. So well, you understand, preacher, we should never get down. I've never met a believer in my life that has not gotten down from one time or another I think it's perfectly understandable because you are human We're not expecting you to be a superhero. There is no such critter You don't have s on your chest Most of us if we had s on our chest it would not stand for super it would stand for stupid So can I tell you this morning, as kindly as I know how, uh, that is this, uh, we need to be diligent before God when we go through problems. You're not supposed to stay down. Doesn't our Bible say something about a just man falleth seven times and then he uh, riseth up again? That means he's been there before. Right. Again. You say, oh, preacher, you don't understand. Uh, I'm down. Well, that's understandable. But you're not supposed to stay down. You're not supposed to walk around with poochy-lip disease. You're not supposed to that just decides that I'm just going to give up. You've got a greater God than that. Amen. Yeah, I say this. How is it that we make it through our valleys? A devotion to God, a dependence upon God, a diligence before God, I'll give you this and I'm done, a declaration about God. A declaration about God. Notice in your Bible again as we stay in the book of Job, Job chapter 2 and verse 10, I'll read this verse again in its entirety. The Bible says, and he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh, what? Watch the question here. He's asking his wife. He's trying to get his wife to think. And by the way, don't you thank God. Aren't you glad about this? That when your wife gets down, you're not down at the same time. And aren't you glad that when you get down, your wife is not down at the same time? It would be a very bad day if both you and your spouse was down at the same time. Aren't you glad for those of you that have godly children that when you and your husband get down, the kids come in and they're singing and they're uh, jumping around and they're just having a good time. They're saying, let me tell you about the prayer that God answered in my life. Amen. Aren't you glad that God's giving you that balance in your life and in your family? Good. See, here's what we see. We see this, that there needs to be a declaration about God. Somebody has to speak up. You remember, you remember the story, don't you? Uh, you remember Paul on that boat? All of a sudden, that boat is you know running through the tempestuous times, if you will. Remember that story, and uh, and he said, "There stood by me tonight an angel." He said, uh, "And uh, we're not going to perish." Uh, what happened somebody's speaking up in the middle of a a, a big problem, saying, "It's going to be okay." Can I submit to you something, my dear friend, that it would be good for some of us to walk with God in such a way that even during the times of big storms in our life that uh, somebody speaks up and says, it's going to be all right. Watch this, I'm almost done. Job chapter 2, we'll finish the rest of that verse. In verse 10, the Bible says what? uh, Shall we receive good things of the hand of God, uh, listen to it, and not receive evil? Uh, in all this uh, did not Job sin with his lips what's Job saying here's what he's saying I'm not here to judge God has there been this way in your life you say well I'll tell you what I don't think God should have did that well thank you big boy for telling us but you don't have a right to judge God I think God should have took care of this this way well when you get to heaven and you replace him maybe you can rule the world the way you want to but until that time maybe we just need to accept what God does did it ever occur to you that God was best by the way did it ever occur to you that your parents might have more wisdom than you well, I'm 16 I deserve to get my license you're not even making your bed they can't trust you to pull two sheets across the bed how in the world do they think they're going to trust you with a vehicle that can get up to hundred and some miles an hour when you don't even have the character to make your own bed you see there's some things that's common sense Here's what I find out, too. Here's what I find out. As teenagers, uh, we think we know it all. Not not all teenagers, but I'm saying as a general whole. We think that we know it all, and you can't tell us anything. But then here's what we find out. As teenagers become young adults, and then they grow into maturity, there's going to come a time in their life when they look back and say, you know, I don't know much. And the older we get, if we walk with God, the more we find out that we need to rely more on God than us. Now, that comes with maturity. Not just age, but maturity. I've seen many people that are in their 40s and they shouldn't have their driver's license either. (laughs) last verse I'll read you and I'm done Uh, 1 Peter chapter 5 and in verse 8 says casting all your care upon him for he careth for you by the way isn't it amazing how Job, Dr. Bachman passed the test isn't it amazing because you see at the end of Job's life as you're winding it down going to the last uh, many years of his life you'll see that God gave him 10 more children Hmm. double blessing Amen. he now has, has, has 10 in heaven that's 10 God gave him 10 more children 10 on earth he now has 20 kids hello you know all those herds that got killed all those sheep that got killed all those servants that was killed God gave him double but here's what we do we want our double now we want it now God, I'm going through the trouble right now, and so God, uh, bless me now. God says, I'll bless you when I get ready. I just want you to stay faithful. That's your duty. You do what you're supposed to do. Blessing, uh, God can bless any time he wants to, but can I tell you, it's when he wants to. God, answer my prayer now. Oh, you're so... You're so proud to demand of God that that He does something on your terms. Why don't we be God's children that submit to our heavenly Father and allow Him to work in us and through us? What are you going to do when a trial comes? What are you going to do if you lose one of your kids? What are you going to do if you have boils or cancer, surgery? What are you going to do? I submit to you that Job knew what he was going to do before he went through the trial. He said, I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to take and uh, praise the name of God. But he decided that long before the trial ever came. By the way, then he stayed faithful through the trial. Father, bless we do pray. Thank you for church. Thank you for a Bible truth that we can look at together this morning. Thank you for joining us today. For more audio or video content, you can visit our website at parksidebaptist.org.